What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Packers this weekend, and I am excited to see how they manage to mess it up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, February the 1. We made it through January, fellas. It only took us eight weeks. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ, right? As always, Jenkins and Jones hosted by the Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good one. I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mike. And we're produced today by the lovely and talented, yet somewhat distant sounding, Jackson <laughs> Saffon. <laughs> What's up? What Jackson had a mic issue. He sounded like he was recording from fucking Seattle or something. Bro, he had me thinking he might be the alien in the pod, bro. One of us is alien. One of us is alien. It might be Jackson now, leaning that way. All right. Uh, one 
common request from Jenkins and Jones listeners is that we talk more about cooking. And so we thought apropos of absolutely nothing, we would talk about our favorite ways to cook ham. Tyler, what's your favorite way to really cook up some ham? Oh, this is this is my type of party. Y'all already know that. For one, I fucking <laughs> love ham. Virginia is the no state produces more ham than Virginia. I'm sure y'all have heard of Smithfield hams, right? Those come from yeah. Smithfield. Congratulations to y'all, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's something. It's, it's something I take <laughs> a lot of pride in. Yeah. But round of applause. Round of applause. Round of applause. Round of applause. I'll tell you this. Snaps in the mic. Snaps in the mic. Yeah. A, a spiraled honey ham. Spiraled honey hams are the ones that are like kind of pre-cut that you just cut through a little bit deeper. You know, y'all see those shits, right? Bake that motherfucker. Right. You bake it on about, you know, 350 for like two to three hours, then skillet fry that bitch. Right. Put it on the motherfucking skillet. So you get that nice, you know, salty, crispy char on that motherfucker. And that is good eating there, Bubba. That's my way of doing it. I haven't eaten breakfast yet, bro. (laughs) That shit got me hurting over here, bro. I'm about to shed a tear over that motherfucker. I ain't never cooked ham. So I just say get that motherfucking honey bake. No, I never cooked it. Uh Uh-uh, never cooked it. So I just get it. We just buy ours honey bake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cut that for um, Thanksgiving. That's how we moving. You feel me? So, but I don't know. I, you know, Tyler, you're right. <laughs> of course you are. I'm I that prefer, word. I have a slightly different way. I prefer to have a goat stare at ham until it's completely finished. <laughs> <laughs> the Darth Maul fucking <laughs> glaring at the motherfucker cooking him with his eyes. You feel what I'm saying? We got the all time LeBron James death stare clip. Uh, of him looking at Darvin Ham, it looked like he was questioning the process of evolution that led to the creation of society. You know, like he was like Braun was looking at that man really like, were cities a mistake? You like should I mean like he like it looked like he was going through the a full view. existential the God crisis. view? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning and the end, everything in between. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I, can't, I feel. It feels like you would feel that. It feels like he was staring at him so hard you would feel someone pushing two fingers on the back of your head. You know what I mean? <laughs> the 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 no. glare was crazy, but like when the video of him like going through the process, you know what I'm saying? Of like how the fuck did I get here? Like that was almost like that was the most human I've ever seen, Brian. You feel me? Like that was like damn, like you could see the fuck and then the but uh, you know what I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, but oh, uh, I mean, uh, it was it was a back and forth that was crazy in his head. Yeah, it's 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 looking like ham might be cooked here. Um, you know, we saw <laughs> we saw the the Christian Wood LOL tweet that Christian Wood got off a few minutes after the Lakers tweeted their starting lineup for the night. We uh we saw the death glare that Bron gave him, and then we saw him you know tweet out the 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 hourglass, the the TikTok time is ticking. Time is ticking. Yeah, so 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 ham ham might be done, and it's got to be so frustrating for a guy like Bron. Like, you know, you know basketball better than that dude coaching you, right? Like, is you, you know the coaches that that he's won rings with, Spo, Lou. I think they are equal basketball minds on the same level with him. Spo, I think Spo knows basketball better than Bron, right? I think he's probably the best mind in the fucking game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just got to be so frustrating to know that you are smarter than your boss. And I think a lot of us have probably felt that emotion before, dog. Very relatable content right there from Rod. What was your favorite move? What was your favorite move to call attention to that? You think Braun is like, after the game, like, you know, Darwin gives a speech and he's like, oh, we were getting beat on this. And Braun's like, well, 
Like I mentioned before the game. <laughs> Dog, did, did you see when that reporter cut him off? When 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 a reporter asked me, you know, what are you gonna say to your to your teammates? He's like, bro, our teammates know what we need to do. It's the and then they just like cut him off. He's like, woo, y'all y'all always got one out of me though on that one, bro. Bro, that, that dude is done. He said the teammates need to just be themselves. Like the teammates are fine. That's not the issue, was basically what he said. And I mean, bro, this team is not a championship winning team, but this team is much better than they're playing. You know, and who, do that, who does that fall on? Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Ham got to get out of there. It's over with, my boy. So my we're going to do the uh, Islamic Brotherhood, no pork on my plate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no swine, no swine. No, no pork no. on my fork, right? <laughs> no pork on my fork. Yeah, excuse me. No swine, another, no swine another, on my line. Yep. An- another interesting Ham-Virginia connection is, y'all know when Darvin Ham broke the, that backboard at, in Texas Tech right during the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ha- that happened here in Richmond. That happened at the Richmond Coliseum. Um, Richmond Coliseum has been abandoned for like ten years now. They haven't held anything there, and like homeless people occupy that now. And the city's trying to crack down on that. So I don't know. There's some symbolism there, I guess. But yeah, man, just just Damn. you know, <laughs> yeah. Braun really was looking at him like you are a symbol of urban blight, Darvin. Right, <laughs> you are a symbol of urban decay. So okay, you are. They want to. <laughs> they want to crack down on what? On like on the homeless people, people occupying it, right? Like it's dickhead. What else are you gonna? City. Yeah, what exactly. else are you gonna do with it? Yeah, well, they, they right, plan you're, on, you're, not, you're not gonna level this motherfucker. Why can't they right. fucking live there? Since you know, I, I view homelessness way more as a societal failure than like an individual failure. So For I'm sure. on the side of, of the squatters here, of course. So yeah, man, it's it's just dickhead shit from the city. I mean, bro, turn that shit into apartments and give it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, we're not gonna do that in this country, but that would be. The, I mean, that would be the right thing to do, probably. Um, there was a moment, I, I never like to hold a coach's coaching style against them, but there was just a really horrible visual of a clip during the, uh, during the Rockets game when Ime is talking to three dudes and they're all looking at him like, he's trying to get me better. Like he's trying to, he's trying to get me another contract. And he's just like, you know, he's breaking stuff down. He's using his hands and the camera pans to Darvin Ham. <laughs> Just doing his like standing there vacant stare with his hands in his pocket shit, and you're just Dog. like, get this motherfucker just, out of just, here, bro. Just the human embodiment of shit. I don't know what to tell you, like, bro. <laughs> he's just not the guy for the job, man. What What was the logic that get got him the position? Like, what was the reasoning behind him getting the position in the first place? I have no idea. Defensive coach. Okay. Worked successfully with Giannis, so knew how to handle a superstar. Allegedly had a good relationship with Giannis, um, which I think was regarded in NBA circles. I think people are a little less surprised to see some of the maneuvering from Giannis that we've seen than the than general fans might be. So I think it was regarded mm-hmm. as a real success of his that he was one of the guys that had Giannis locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he has a, a great, like we know Braun... Uh, will connect with a guy's story. He's got a great story. Um, I still, still a huge fan of Darvin Ham as a human being. Right? Yeah, we're never talking about people as humans. Right, right, right. This is sports <laughs> podcast. Yeah, excuse, pardon right, me. Right. We, pardon we, me for we, even right. suggesting it. Um, but you know, but I, I think that was the you know, and then you're hoping to get a guy on the way up. Like it's it you're either getting, you're either hiring Doc Rivers, right? Like the Bucks just did, or you're trying to get a guy who it's his first job. He's on the way up. And he's gonna be the dude. And some of I think that Bron is, has received that too many times, bro. Well, but that Bron is the is, flip. 
But that's the oh, flip side of famously having a look that you give to the coach you're about to get fired. <laughs> the, like, the, the stare on it's gonna limit your. It's gonna limit the number of people who want to take that job, right? Like, so, so people so, don't want to coach Bron. You're telling me that, like, people didn't want to coach the Bron that was in the in the finals eight years in a row or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I there's mean, coaches that are scared Bron of that. Probably this Bron is probably a hard sell. You know, this one, yeah. But I'm saying like yeah. prior, because I mean, with the Heat, he got Spo. Spo's great, but I mean, it was a risk. But how you know many coaches mean? has he had since Spo? I mean, he had He's okay had, Spo, yeah, Spo Black. Blatt, um, who was first time NBA coach, yeah. you know Ty what I mean. Lou. Ty Lue, first time NBA coach, you um, know what I mean. Vogel, uh, Vogel who was and solid, Ham. yeah, and Ham. Yeah, Vogel so most time first deal. Vogel, Vogel was a victim of bad, ro- a bad roster construction. Bro, he got a real bad deal. The GM fucked up Vogel. You know what I'm saying? Setting him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, then the other question issue. is, how many of those coaches were the first choice when they were hired? I mean, people have people have absolutely said no to coaching LeBron in this stage of his career, and I think the the graph is fucked up. If you're an established name who's already rich, on what are my chances of winning versus what are the expectations of winning, right? Like that's always the like where do those lines hit for a coach along with the pay, and it's fucked up in LA right now. And I yeah. think after what happened to Frank Vogel, where every coach he was a very well respected coach in the league, and I think people. I know coaches felt that he was a big part of that bubble run, um, and that he got tossed out. So you're looking at that like my best case was, scenario is I win a championship. They get rid of all the role players who helped me win the championship, and then fire me the next year. Ah, <laughs> that's not. I mean, that was even in the moment. I was like, why is everybody blaming Vogel? Why is Vogel the issue when obviously it's just not a good fit? We spent a lot of money on somebody who didn't make sense. You know what I mean? And we love Westbrook, but it just didn't make sense. But we just decide that Vogel's a fall guy? For yeah. what reason? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I never understood that. Still don't. I, I'm a, bro, I'm a he should Braun be fan. Here. He should be coaching them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I'm a Braun fan, but the, the haters answer to the question that you're asking is Braun, right? Like that, I mean, that's the, like, I see that in, in some of the Kobe side of the Laker Twitter world of like, Yet, yet again, we're going to pretend this is a coach's fault when it's the same, you know, and it, it's been the same cycle. Now, I felt like they should have kept Vogel, and I feel like they should get rid of Ham. So I don't think it's just a, like, reactionary cycle of yeah. throw the coach out, bring a new coach in, blame the coach, throw the coach out. But I, I, but there is that narrative, for sure, of people who feel that that's, like, part of what is – part of what they don't like about Braun. Yeah. That makes I mean, a lot of sense being, like, the, like the, this was a Braun move to get Westbrook. You know what I mean? And instead of Bron saying, you know, hey, I pushed for the wrong thing, blaming somebody else, saying that we can't, you know what I mean? And then finally, I guess, after the coach was gone and you couldn't blame anybody else, Westbrook had to go. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I think it all comes down to that front office whiffing on Ty Lue, you know, way, even before they picked Vogel when, during that coaching search. Um, Ty Lue wanted to coach the Lakers. He wanted to coach LeBron. But they lowballed him. They said like they were going to give him like three years, eighteen million. Three years instead like, of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah instead of five. He's like about like five years, like like thirty eight million or something like that. So yeah, that's where this all comes down. To. It comes down to poor ownership. Again, like like I think that's where you can you know take this to the ground zero at because you know Ty Lue would have for sure been the man of the job. Like he's doing the impossible and making me think that the Clippers have an actual shot of winning the championship. They are playing incredible basketball right now. Yeah, but he but. Let's be, but but let's 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 be honest about it. And I again say this as someone who agrees with y'all. Ty Lue's there. Braun successfully bullies the front office into getting Russ. 
Does that go that much differently with Ty Lue? And if it I mean, fails, Ty Lue looks like he knows what he's doing with Russ with the clips. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a better, it's a better roster construction, I think, for for Russ and with the clips for, for, for yeah, sure. And, for and sure. we and, and we talked about it before. I think a lot of Russ not wanting to fall in line was him not respecting Vogel on a personal level, right? Like there is the respect there between Ty Lue and Russ, where Russ is like, okay, I'm going to hear that's, him out and take that's, the back. That, that's very fair. But, but also I, the but, expectations of him with the Clippers are much different from the expectations of him with the uh, with the uh, yeah. um, Lakers. So you know what I mean? Up, and up, so and, 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 you know and I mean? so if you look at I obviously agree with you, Ty Lue, I would take over Vogel plus Ham, plus, like, obviously 100%. But if it does not go well with Russ, what do we think happens with Ty Lue? They're not going to get rid of Braun, and they're not going to sell the team. So, you know what I mean? Like, at I some don't think, point, I don't I think, do. I think because of Braun's relationship with Ty Lue, I don't think he's as quick to get rid of Ty Lue. You know what I mean? I think, I think, I think, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think yeah. he's as quick. I think maybe gets another year after that to see. We don't know. But I think it, I think it, I think there's a chance it could have happened. It could right. have turned out differently. Regardless, Vogel didn't deserve to go. <laughs> what that that what, what, coaching was an issue in that situation. Yeah, one thing. One thing about Ty Lue is he was never afraid to hold Brown responsible. Like they said, that's when they knew he was the guy for the job. When during film sessions with Blatt, when Blatt would try to like gloss over, um, you know, when Brown fucked up, and Ty was like, no, 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 rewind that, and he would get on Brown's ass. They were like, okay, this is probably the guy for the job after they got Blatt out of there. So. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of respect that Bron has for Tyler where I think he's probably willing to work through the storms way more with him than these other guys. Every time I buy tickets, it's a weird pick-your-own-adventure experience with a bunch of hidden fees, and I never know what I'm going to spend. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I'm looking at the Game Time app right now. The Wizards have quite a few home games that I'm interested in coming up. They've got the Phoenix Suns visiting in February. They've got the uh, Celtics coming there a couple weeks after that. Um, you know, Game Time offers last minute ticket deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets of every kind of event in your area. You can view all the seats in your venue. I'm very much interested in the Hennessy suites that they have going on at the Wizards um, home arena. So definitely interested in, in, in investigating that a little bit more with this app. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. And with zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for big-time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code JNJ for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code JANDJ for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. 
We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about uh, some very exciting news. Um, part of All-Star Weekend will be a three-point shooting contest between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, I'm really excited about this, and we've talked about this on the... <laughs> we've sort of half-jokingly, but also half-seriously talked about, like, part of what catapulted the NBA to new heights uh, was the racial dynamic of Magic versus Bird, in addition to how good it was on the court. Um, we talked about that with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. But let's be honest, the other big war in, you know, in sports or in society or whatever that gets everyone fired up is, is a gender war. And here, here's something I want to throw out there. Cause I don't, th- I don't think people understand what a big deal. The battle of the sexes was people who are our age, right? My, my mom and my aunt kind of sat me down and explained it to me. And then as I've gotten to know Billie Jean King, read her autobiography, all this other stuff, I understand it. When she played Bobby Riggs, 50 million people watched that on television. 90 million people watched that worldwide. It was the, what the, one of the, it's the only thing that's not the Super Bowl that's in the top list of uh, most watched broadcasts uh, of all time Jeez. in America. 30,000 people bought tickets to the Astrodome to see that. It's still the most attended tennis match in the history of the sport. If that happened today, we would have the Battle of the Sexes 2 through 100 lined up year after year after year after year. They'd figure out a way to do it four times a year, then six times a year until we got sick of it. They haven't, it, it didn't happen again after that. <laughs> it's one of the How most good successful was Bobby sporting Riggs? events ever. He How was older, was he? but he was a, he, but he was famously a chauvinist 
So you had that like it, it was being okay. promoted that as dynamic there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that but there was it was really on the line. Like it was part of the catalyst for getting title nine pass. Billie Jean King, they had, there was a sexist um broadcaster who was gonna who was gonna be on the game and she said if he does it, I'm not doing the fu- I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna I, have I, this I, dude I, up here who doesn't think women should play sports. Oh, I she beat his up. ass. Oh, love that. So <laughs> so I need to so, watch that. So my my intro historic- ahead, my intro to that is this. You know, I saw the immediate reaction I saw to the announcement of Steph versus Sabrina was, ah, like there's going to be, if, if he wins, there's going to be so much red meat for sexist people, whatever. Here's what I'd say. All that shit is happening anyway. Let's get some actual ball. You know what I mean? Like, this is great. I love this. I love how competitive she is about it. I love that he's being competitive about it. I I think this is wonderful. It's the first all-star event I've been excited about Mm -hmm. in a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's the fact that Sabrina might just beat his ass. Like, she, she set sure. the record, you know, for the most three-pointers in the three-point contest. So, yeah, this ain't just no lackey that's going out there. This is one of the greats. I think she said she'd shoot from the NBA three-point line, too. She was like, I'll shoot from that from that, from that line. You know what I mean? It don't, it don't matter. You know, let's go. But I think, like, it'd be weird for people to shit on her if she loses. Like, she's not. It's like the greatest shooter of all time versus a great shooter. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like ninety nine percent of the NBA is losing against Steph. In this, you feel you me? Know? So like that'd be insane if they move if they went that route. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for it for sure. Well, let, let, let's let's be clear. Like the sexist trolls on the internet will shit on her if she wins. They'll shit on her if she loses. They'll shit yeah. on her no matter what. Like okay. that's what they do. But I don't think we should. I don't think those people should be determining our programming. This yeah. should be something that Vinny and Maya can watch together and get excited about. This is something that people who aren't sexist trolls can get. A, it's a big storyline that's easy to graft yourself onto. And it's the kind of shit that should be happening at the All-Star game, right? It feels like what we talked about with the dunk contest. The dudes are kind of afraid to do it. The stakes are too high or whatever. It should be big stakes on dumb, fun shit. That's what the All-Star game is. It's supposed to be... Like you're in your neighborhood, in your city, the best kids getting together. Like, oh shit, this kid's playing on this kid's team, right? Like, that's the feel it's supposed to have. And I think we've talked in the last couple of years about a lot of it falls short on that. And to me, this is a, a a way to get it going. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be overly friendly and you know sponsored, and <laughs> maybe someone will drive a Kia across the court while they're doing I it. I think all of that <laughs> will happen. Know. All of that will happen. But when they start yeah. shooting, they. No, it's in, they're enemies at that point. You know what I mean? And that's all we need. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little bit of shit talking before, and then some real fucking shooters going at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think we'll get what we need regardless, even if they, you know, make it hella corporate and, you know, overproduce. But. Yeah. All right. It's time to introduce a new segment on Jenkins and Jones called We Agree with the Boss. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. I company guy not, time. Brought to you by it's, Hey, it's real company guy time. <laughs> company guy time. Brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> John's John's already halfway out the door. Appreciate you, my boy. <laughs> not signing up for that title. We gotta figure something else out, brother. Hey. Company man tie. <laughs> just, just, just turn your back hat, um, um, turn your hat backwards in a sign of rebellion against Colin for this. Okay, there you go. <laughs> How you talk about how much you agree? There we go. Hold on. Stop. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do we it. Go, we go yeah, do let's it. do it. <laughs> 
All right. Hats aside. Send him this clip. Send him this clip. All all three of us were thrilled to hear Colin Cowherd's rant about uh, the crybaby idiots whining about Taylor Swift being on TV. This shit, we were just talking about the gender war stuff. This is so pervasive. Vinny came home from school and said, it's kids at his elementary school rooting against the Chiefs because Taylor Swift is ruining football. Like, that's nasty. It's nasty. And that's how pervasive it is from the top down. We've seen all this stupid shit on the internet. You've seen the conspiracy theories on the fucking, on Twitter. And he broke it down perfect, bro. It's 32 seconds. She's on TV. That bothers you that much. You're that lonely and sad that like a famous person being on a broadcast of a sporting event bothers you that much, bro. That's a that's a moment to look in the mirror, not not to log on to Twitter. Yeah, and and you know he made the point that you know we don't complain when they cut away to Spike Lee multiple times during Knicks games or when they cut away to Jack Nicholson multiple times during Lakers games. Um, you know the fact of the matter is this: the NFL is one of the biggest things in America, and they finally have someone who is uh, latching onto them who can actually make the sport bigger. There's only like three or four of those people in fucking the fucking country, you know, and Taylor Swift is one of them. So for one, I completely understand why the NFL is doing it. And two, like, why are you crying about it? Who gives a shit? Like, why are you being a big baby about them cutting to Taylor fucking Swift? Like Taylor Swift is turning into one of those people who the more people rail against her, the more I like her because it's dickheads railing against her over bullshit reasons. You feel me? And, that, and the NFL's not really doing anything different. Like, they cut to famous people like he spoke to. It's not like they're doing anything different to make it bigger. You feel me? Like, what you said, on average, is 25 seconds. You know, like, so it's not a big deal. But I just love the fact that he's coming directly at his fan base. <laughs> That's my favorite Colin Cowherd. Dragging his nuts across the people that watch his show all the time. Like, bro, y'all are tweaking. Calling them out on their bullshit. That's fire. And the fact that he broke down, I didn't even know he brought down stats of like 50% of men don't have real intimacy with women. God damn, bro. <laughs> nigga. I'm like, oh, y'all really ain't fucking. This is the niggas who be clowning me, you know what I'm saying? Coming at me when I'm saying fucking Indiana. Nigga, fuck. You need to get some fucking in your life. You know what I mean? The only fuck you got is when I said fuck your state, bitch ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? You should be thankful, goddamn. I did not know that. That is insane to me. Crazy, bro. Couldn't be your boy. I'll tell you that, though. <laughs> Good luck with that, bro. Real Good fuckers luck, on brother. this pod. Real, real uh, fuckers only on you know what I mean? Shit, for sure, but, dog. But you know what? You know, I'd rather be a real eater than you, nigga. Goddamn. <laughs> shit. Fuck you mean. <laughs> so I slide some of that my way rather than being you. That seems sad as hell, goddamn. What the fuck? Crazy as hell. Anyway. But but you know, he really he really hammered that shit home with that last line he had where he said, you know, you're being resentful against a beautiful, successful woman who would never acknowledge you lonely men in real life. And I was like, oh, goddamn, we are we are you are we are calling the thing the thing here. You know, I fuck with it. Yeah. No, for sure. I uh uh S- sincerely a ton of respect for him doing it and and like you said you're talking to a sports uh, you're talking to a sports audience like there are people you are talking about are listening to this this is not some bro you know, a lot of over people. here talking we... to these people about those people you're talking to the people that you're talking about when you say that shit and john did you not feel like when you when he said the stat about 
how many men lack intimacy. Did that not make a lot of discourse make more sense? Bro, it's like it opened, like the clouds opened up and the sun, sh- you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh. You this know, is it, why people I, say you're glazing all the time. Like, right, right, oh. right. This, this, this is why you so mad about me talking the way I talk. You know what I mean? Comfortable with me, nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, it all makes sense, bro. You at home, sad as hell, frustrated. You know what I mean? Punching your dick every night, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. You feel? Jeez. Ain't no oh, way. Shit. All right. Um, uh, uh, Biko, our producer Biko, just sent us a report uh, that Mark Gasol has just announced he is retiring after 13 seasons in the NBA. Uh, obviously, was part of that 2019 title team in Toronto. Um, Memphis is planning to retire his jersey. I love Mark Gasol, bro. I'm a yeah. big fan of the Gasol brothers. So, so salute, salute to that man on his re- happy retirement. Yeah, man. Marcus Gasol, he was he was he was he was an interesting player, interesting player in a good way. Um, you know, that front court with him and Zevo in Memphis and, and you know, Tony Allen at the three, just just a really, really fucking fun defensive hard nosed team. So shouts to Mark, man. Congratulations right. to him. Congratulations to that. Man. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Tyler, we uh, we do not have a traditional uh, hippity hop segment this week, but uh, could you explain to me? As someone who's not been paying attention to it, but has been seeing nonstop tweets about it, the beef between Meg the Stallion and Nicki Minaj, and could you just tell me whose side I'm on so I don't have to think about it further? Oh uh, well, basically the girls are fighting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, it's it's always been kind of like you're you're on the side of Megan here. You know, just to. Just I already to knew I was chance, on the side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nikki, Nikki is a weirdo. Nikki is someone who has just, she's just a weirdo. Like, she's worked with Meg in the past, but then, then she just would throw out little sly, slick shit here and that, then at, at Meg, which she always seems to do, even with people that she's collaborated with. Um, and then, you know, Meg comes out with the his track, and, you know, she didn't say any names, but we knew who she was talking about. And she basically, you know, said, you know, you need to worry about Megan's law, which was a law, you know, about how. Which, which, which basically was the law that established how it is that how, you know, sex offenders who have, you know, committed Ooh. acts against children have to notify people of their living, you know, situation of, of when they move into a new neighborhood and all that. Good stuff, right. right. Because and her, so, what's her, is her husband her, or yeah, boyfriend? Because her husband, yeah. yes, yeah. was convicted of that. Right. And so, you know, she hops out there like just, you know, hit dog hollering, knowing that, you know, it was coming to her. And now you, she's out here just trying to, you know, fight the good fight in the name of her fucking, you know, scumbag husband going at Meg here. And it's just, bro, she's just, she's just not all the way there. Like all, all exaggeration aside, if you listen to her, that this track that she dropped called Bigfoot, which is just fucking horrendous. It feels like someone who is not all the way rap mentally type, bro. Like no exaggeration. I think she's losing it, dude. It's just, like I said, you're on Megan's side here. Point blank period. Yeah. What, what I thought was like, super heinous was like people were putting the list of people that Megan had apparently slept with. You know what I'm saying? On her, like, like, like this is all rumors. You don't know this. You don't know this woman. And this is how you respond to her. Like, it's just so nasty that like the people that didn't jump in on the back and forth. That's the part that, that's when I like clocked out, like fuck all this shit. You know what I mean? Well, and it isn't, I, I know they have a, they have a reputation. I've managed to just kind of completely, uh, stay 
Nicki Minaj discourse free in my life, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I know her, her her fan base is like notoriously nuts. Right. And they've been the kind of doing crazy shit here again. No exaggeration. The worst Barbs. fan base in all of music. E- easily. I, I think uh, Lil Nas X was a barb, too. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I got so. Oh, good I remember internet. Tyler you saying he's mean? like, "That's why I would never jump into it." <laughs> no, you don't want to. I would never go back and forth with someone who came out of that. That's like that's like Bane climbing up out of the prison, <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, bro, he's been, been in the, the dark prison. web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, bro. He's been to places in there we ain't never seen. We don't know how to get to. You know what I mean? That's uh, anyway. That's crazy. Okay, we're pro Meg Thee Stallion, Jenkins and Jones. Stamp it. Don't clip this. <laughs> Do not put this clip on there. Hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't no way. Oh, yeah, we're raising children, you know? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, we'll save that topic. Let's talk about yearning, John. Yearning. Big yearner over here. <laughs> <laughs> pro, pro, pro yearner. Pro yearner, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, nah, for me, this is this start. I was watching the Joe. Um, um, song. I watched the Joe music video, and the way he was singing about wanting a woman, like wanting a girl, and I'm like, nigga, like our R and B niggas are basically rappers. You feel me? Like they too cool now, bro. Get on your knees, spin on your head in the rain. You know what I'm saying? Do stupid shit, dirty Mac, nigga. If you have to, you know what I mean. But I want to see somebody trying to get a woman. You know, actually liking women and they raps. You feel what I'm saying? Like, dog, I miss that shit. I miss bald-headed ass, yearning ass, R&B music, nigga. You feel me? I need a milk dud head ass nigga that's been through some <laughs> shit, seen some things we haven't to speak to finding real love. That's what we fucking need in R&B. And instead of yearning, my homegirl said it. So I was talking to her. She said, all the yearners are out here making good, get ready with me videos. Do you know what I'm saying? They, 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 they out here buying, spending money on tripods when yearning is free, nigga. That's we need niggas to put down the tripod and get back to motherfucking yearning, nigga. We need you out here, dog. Come on. Yeah, man. Our R&B dudes want to be rappers these days, bro. Like, th- there's no really deline- delineation between those two anymore. Like, we grew up with motherfucker. Jodeci crying in the desert, nigga. Just because they girl went to the grocery store for 20 minutes. Shirt out. Shirt, right? Chest Shirt. out. Crying, nigga. Crying. Yelling. You know what I mean? Come on. Because he couldn't be the passenger princess. Yeah, right. Nigga. <laughs> I, I think this person, I remember a song where somebody said you left like, it's the per- the woman had left 45 minutes ago. Jodeci, it's been an hour since you've been gone. And okay, that's yeah, too yeah, long, yeah, so yeah, come yeah, back yes. home. Yeah. Nigga. Want it back. Want it back. We need that, bro. It's necessary. That's, you know, I, I, you, oh, you want your baby to come back home? That's love, nigga. It be like that sometimes. Hell you want to be yeah. around your woman, you know what I mean? God damn. Nigga, when, nigga, when, I mean, when you coming home, you right? know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I miss I, you. Need that. Bro, I will go to my fucking living room window and, and look out that motherfucker like I'm a sad puppy when, <laughs> when, when wifey's out doing like her her Saturday errands. I'm, hey, the, the yearning be strong sometimes, dog. Real shit. Get hey. back to yearning, man. Get back to yearning, dog. I will text Shara at noon. I can't believe you're not going to be home for four more hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. That. Four uh, hours I, is a long time. I do think you know it's, I, mean? I, I do think this ties into some of what we've been talking about about 
like the change in society. Like the whole world is, a, is the, that Millhouse line from the Simpsons. Like you kissed a girl. That's so gay. Like right. it's like people, <laughs> it's like, there's this like fear of wanting and like loving women or, you know, the other direction It's like, we've talked about it with the younger generation. They're so worried about their shit getting screenshot and everything. And I, we hear from women all the time. Like our, our friends who are women who are looking for men, like, if you're a genuine, reasonable-looking man who is reasonably, uh, who is reasonably intelligent and funny, it's never been a better time to be out here because we know so we know like incredibly brilliant, attractive women who is like they'll talk to someone and ten seconds later they're sending the foulest shit you've ever seen in their fucking DMs. Like, mm. just ask her to go to dinner, bro. <laughs> but it's really always been like that, dog. Like, it's always, I remember, like, I told you when I was a sophomore, I dated a senior, right? You feel me? And she just liked regular face niggas. You never know. I had no business with her. You know what I'm saying? She liked regular face. She straight up said, I like a regular ass brown nigga. I said, why are you fucking mad? So it makes me look cool, but but it's not cool. I wasn't extra cool or none of that shit. I was green as fuck. I was just what she liked. You never know. Get out here, bro. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just, it's. I think it's a lot of like, yeah, afraid of it being embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Want to be perceived as this because perception is such a big deal because it's social and all. And it's always been a, a big deal to us when we were younger. Yeah. But it just seems like it's just too much weight on it right now. It's you know stopping. What I mean? It's stopping the next thing from happening now. It's, is it's, the it's stopping difference. you from putting yourself out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah, like I would. I knew there was a chance of you know said woman not to fuck with me. You know what I mean? But like. My yearning wouldn't allow me to let that stop. <laughs> More yearning. You know Getting what I mean? Give into the yearning. Can I give Getting you my- into the yearning. Dude, with Rather, you know what I'm saying? I was like, nigga, like, I don't know. She in it. <laughs> Motherfucker. My chances were like 0.1%. You feel me? I remember me and Tyler had a joke. We were saying, if any woman fucking with a white dude, she really love that white dude. You know what I'm saying? If any woman's fucking with a black dude, she is. She would die for that man because she gave the whole fucking family for that nigga. You know what right. I'm saying? We were joking about this. I knew that going in. I'm like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, look where the yearning got me. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Can I give you my uh, my my first ballot yearning Hall of Fame uh, move from when we were 18? Go ahead. Hell yeah. Go well, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Our first our no so our first anniversary. Okay, our date anniversary. So we were 19. We started going out. We were 18. This is like right at the end of our freshman year of college. I was going up. I was driving up to UCLA. I lived in Long Beach, but I was driving to UCLA to see her like four nights a week, bro. You know what I mean? Just like just getting out of class and sitting in traffic for an hour and a half. Like I got to, you know, not paying any attention. We, w- we didn't have uh, cell phones. That's how old we are. So I would I would call her from the payphone. I'll call her dorm room in the morning when I got to school. <laughs> I would call her from the payphone in Long Beach State. Real yearning hours. <laughs> Real right. yearning. It's yearning. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. So far, that, that that is a fucking Teddy Pendergrass song. I'm calling <laughs> right. from the payphone before Ridiculous. I'm on my way to see you. Feel you. Me? And it's it's raining in that shot in the video right. too. But go so ahead. our first anniversary, I I I wrote her a book of poetry, and the cover. I made. I went to Kinko's with a glue stick, and I made the cover out of all of the. This person's allowed to stay here overnight passes that we had oh. to have signed at the UCLA dorms. <laughs> God damn, that's romantic as fuck, bro. God damn. That's Beautiful, some hardcore bro. yearning right there. Yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> What's crazy is 
this nigga went more to LA in a month dating dating Shar than when you probably gone since she she graduated, my nigga. You know what oh, I'm saying? Bro, <laughs> like, she graduated. We both said we're never coming back to this fucking city again. We could park our cars where we live in Long Beach, right. dog. <laughs> I used to have to walk like two miles to her fucking dorm room, bro. You know what I mean? This shit was crazy. All right. That's all the time. I hope you get some yearning in your life. Don't be afraid get to yearn. It's good. in your life, bro. Your, br- your brain sex, was made please. to... <laughs> make, make fucking great again, nigga. <laughs> God damn. Everybody backwards, nigga. That's crazy as hell. We'll be back on, uh, on Saturday with a very special uh, guest, so stay tuned for that. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. 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 The volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.